Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Hi. Okay. Our guest this week, you guys, this was a really big deal, especially in my household. Oh, yeah. We have Dylan Sprouse, who is one of the Sprouse twins, Cole and Dylan. But Dylan is with us today. I say this because my daughter recently, we watched all of um, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck. Huge fans. Great show. It's an amazing show. It really is. <laughs> I agree. Um, but that's not why he's here today. He's here today because his movie Beautiful Wedding is out. It's a beautiful movie. Beautiful. It's a follow-up to a beautiful disaster. Anyways, d- we loved him so much. <laughs> he also bought Girl Scout cookies from Briar. Big that's points. Nice of him. Big points over here. Rob, you have not bought cookies yet, but we'll get to that. I've, he bought like I've, 35 boxes yeah, this year. I bought you? a lot last time. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't count for this year. So if you could just. <laughs> okay. Let right. us get Wait, to. Don't, don't you have something to oh, say yes. about this uh, before we get into it? <laughs> before we get started. You got some like, explaining to do. Okay. So <laughs> I was responsible for all of the cameras, focusing them, recording them and whatnot. I did pretty good no, you didn't. on most of them. <laughs> However, when it came to me... Did you do pretty good or you just hit record and left them? No, that was only on my camera in mm. my defense. Okay. That should say you something did, about You did focus the other ones? I made ones? sure Dylan and Olivia were pretty good. When it came to me, I got nervous because like Olivia and Dylan had already started talking and I got nervous. I was like, oh my God, wait. We've started. I got to get to my chair. So I didn't even focus on me because no one was in the chair to focus on because I was doing the cameras. So I didn't even check it. So <laughs> my footage is pretty much. Yeah. Rachel's very blurry, but I think. Um, very blurry, but maybe people will appreciate that. <laughs> Wait, why would anyone appreciate that? I don't know. We found a little bit of a hack that hopefully will make it not so intolerable to watch. Um, but this is just But a this explains as- why. <laughs> It is the way it is. Yeah. So let's get to it. I know you can't wait to see. Still sounds great. Awesome. And it's still fun. Let's get, let's get to Dylan. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death. Cause people die. I don't box. So but he's I just did, coming at you. Well, but I trained for boxing for this movie for like I was gonna did say, a lot of boxing. Yeah. The first movie, like that was one of the main things, right? Yeah. So the yeah. first one was beautiful disaster. disaster yes. And that was boxing. And that was a lot of like underground fighting. So it was kind of mixed martial arts. But yeah. Okay. Um, but the, during the training regimen of that, then he, you know, he's like, How did you train? And we talked for 15 minutes about that. You and know what though? How did you train? Where did you train? Trained in Bulgaria. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you shoot in Bulgaria? We shot the first one You're in like, Bulgaria. You're like, no, I just, no, I just went straight to <laughs> Just <the> chilling. <laughs> no, yeah, we went, to, uh, we went to Bulgaria, which was a great experience. Um, and 
all of the stunt coordinators and the trainers there were like legit Olympians, though. Amazing. But I think they were like hazing me at one point because I had to do this move where they were like, all right, come in, charge in, then wrap around his waist and try to throw him down. Right. Now, this guy was like an Olympian contender for judo. And he was a little bit shorter than me, but he's built like an ox. (laughs) So I go in, charge and take him, and I've never… I've never interacted with a human being that felt more like a brick wall. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even budge this guy an inch. And I looked around. I was like, what is going on here? I was like, I was not used to this feeling. Um, and he just started laughing. I think it was like a hazing thing because he was just so stoic. He was able to root himself like yeah. he's gripping the earth with his toes. He's like, this <laughs> is a gift I have. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes you an Olympian, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah. Rachel, let's it. try it. Okay. <laughs> let's see if we yeah. can move you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Did so you get into, did you get, we're just going to go into it. Did you get into watching boxing and stuff? I've always watched, um, I've watched more MMA than I've watched boxing. Got it. Okay. Um, I have so many friends who are interested in that stuff. So I do tend to watch some of the bigger like title fights uh, for boxing. But for MMA, I was always really into it. Yeah. Um, and I was partly because of the chicken wings. I mean, <laughs> I really like chicken wings. So. Wait, what kind of chicken wing? Yeah. I mean, I don't really discriminate on chicken wings. <laughs> you don't. I, I will eat any chicken wing you put in front of me. Um, <laughs> and I do tend to, like, I'll eat so much that I'll have, like, meat nightmares. Have you ever had those? Uh, the meat sweats? Yeah. It, oh. It's like you get nightmares, well, no, it's too. it's a friend's reference. Wait. Oh, friend's, friend's reference. reference. It there is you a friend's You don't know anything about that. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, but you do tend to get nightmares, too, if you eat too many. I've really? Noticed. Yeah. Maybe Wait, that's me. But do you think it's I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I need to check my thing? ancestry again. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you that because okay. you said you'll eat so much that you have weird dreams. Yeah. And I just did this genetic testing because my husband would always be like, why don't you stop when you're full? And I'd be like, I don't get the signal. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I don't get a signal. Do you, when you're full, do you get the signal? Yeah, I do. I oh, just okay. force just my body it. into it. Yeah, Dang. yeah, yeah. So I found out that it's a genetic thing, that there was actually a mutation on that gene. No for way. For satiation. No way. And I was way. like, I told you. Yeah. Dude, you could be a hell of a like competitive eater. <laughs> you thought about oh doing a hot dog competition? I haven't thought about it. I could do I'm like watermelon, but like hot dog. dog. I don't know. I don't know. Who was it? Uh, I think it was someone was like, the meal's not over when I'm full. It's over when I hate myself. And I was like, <laughs> oh there you God. go. That's a good one. I was, uh, I got, I was a husky lad for a little bit there. And um, a buddy of mine named Mason Gooding, who I just recently worked with, again, um, was also a husky lad growing up. And he he told me a trick. He's like, the trick is you put your fork down between each bite. Ooh, interesting. And I said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I don't do that. Not gonna do that. Not oh my cool. God. That's I also so don't want to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you were saying when you walked in that you, the testing that you realized your caffeine intake. Yeah. You are so like, unstoppable. And, 
<laughs> yeah, Ancestry like updated randomly and I hadn't checked this for a very long time, but it has like a traits section now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it'll tell you, you know, if you like think uh, cilantro tastes like soap. You know, that's oh, like yeah. 50% of people think it tastes like soap. Do you think it tastes, it like, tastes soap. like soap? No, I don't have the soap okay. gene. I don't either. Um, which is good because I like cilantro. Yeah, so do I. Same. You so, either like it or don't based yeah, on Yeah, you either like it or hate yeah. it. Maybe Based on your like soap. soap. Oh my God. So you, are soap. you a soap? No, I'm not a soap. You're not a soap? I am a cilantro. Oh. You're a soap? I'm not a soap. See, look at us. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> what about asparagus pee? Oh, yeah. Uh, that is also a trait. Correct. Yes. Does yes. your pee smell? I am an asparagus urine man. Did you know it's two, <laughs> did you know it's two different genes? Like one is that your pee smells and then there's another gene that you can smell it. So you could be what? someone whose pee smells, but you but don't have the gene it. to smell it. I'm afraid I have both. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid yeah. I, I have, have both. both. I For also sure. just don't think asparagus is that good. Oh. I'm not an asparagus guy. But how are you having it You know, and I've had it everywhere. Okay, fair. <laughs> you know? I've fair. had it everywhere. It's not like, like people are like, well, how soft is the asparagus you're eating? It, it's still just asparagus. <laughs> It's not like it's but just it's so good. It's so yeah, good. but it's like it's one step removed from celery to me. Mm, and you don't like celery. I don't <laughs> love celery. Aren't I you happy to hear to talk about these things? <laughs> yeah. This is what we do. <laughs> Big food guy. Yeah. Big food guy too. Oh, that's Big all we talk. Guy. No, we'll, we'll get into it. It's like okay. we, every everything will be like, oh, that's cool. That's really interesting. So do you like hot sauce on your burritos? Yeah. Or are you like <laughs> do I? You know what I'm obsessed with? Do what? Tell? Fly by Jing. What is that the heck? This no, is that a hot sauce? It's a Szechuan chili crisp. And Ooh, I put crisp? it on. Yeah. It's like a chili oil. <laughs> I don't even really know the ingredients, honestly. I just know that it goes into my stomach in large amounts. <laughs> okay. Um, but I put it on everything. I love it. Is it kind of like, this what is, is it? Bad. No, but <laughs> like the Momofuku like chili. Yeah. Is so, it similar to, you know what I'm talking about? I haven't had the Momofuku one. Um, but I can say that I do love Szechuan chili crisp in general, but okay. this one's just really, this one's really tasty. This is I recommend really it. I feel really good about soul. this. Yeah, I, I really do. Like, this is all we really care about. Yeah. yeah. These, are the These are the important snacks, dude. Right? Yeah. It's important to us. Oh, no. This is the snacks house. I told you. You know, good, I mean, clearly. Such a good house name. <laughs> oh, I'm going over to snacks. I should have a sign, I feel like, out front. Yeah, I remember when we, so we have a mutual best friend. And when I first met her, we were like, I don't know, 17 years old or something. She's like, I'm going to go to dinner. Or I went to dinner at my parents and then I, whatever. And I was like, cool, what'd you have? And she's like, spaghetti. And I'm like, was there a side? And she's like, peas. I'm like, was there a salad? Was there like, <laughs> did you have like, was there bread? Like, I need Tell to me all know. about it. No, yeah. yeah. And she was like, that was the weirdest question anyone's <laughs> no, ever asked. You know what she'll do? She'll wait. Like, if you're eating, she'll wait for you to take a bite. And then she'll be like, how is it? How was that back there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feeling okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you do that? Like, if your wife went somewhere, mm-hmm. would you be like, what'd Talk you have? all about it. Yeah. You Talk will. all about it. You'll want to know all, all the, things the things she things? has. All the things. Yeah, I want to know all the things. Yeah. I'm quite a foodie in general. Mm-hmm. Although it's funny because my wife and I moved back out here, I want to say three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to college in uh, in New York. So all of my like adulthood mm-hmm. food journey has been in New York, mm. which has been kind of nice moving back here again, despite growing up here because I'm 
rediscovering all of the food scene in LA. Yes. Um, and I have to say, I do visit Pasadena quite a bit. You really? For what? Of, for what? A lot of good, a lot know. of good food out here. Um, what is the one that I, well, I, I should say maybe Pasadena is not the best way to describe it because I go even farther out. Like you go I'll, I'll get out. All, all the Chinese food. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. In Alhambra. Deep. Alhambra. Yeah. You know, go to Monrovia. Yep. Go to like, I'll, oh. so you will I'll go east. Go through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go through it. Okay. There's a, a uh, place called Games Workshop, which I really love. Um, and they have this one in uh, Monrovia. So what we'll do is we'll go to this place called Luscious Dumplings. Mm. And is that the dumpling <laughs> spot? Like It's like a Michelin-rated dumpling what? spot that seats like 12 people. Wait, what's it See, called? We need, how do you, how Luscious do you? Luscious Dumplings. Luscious Dumplings. this stuff. Like who's guiding yeah, how you? you? I found it out through a buddy of mine, Gulliver, who has an amazing. His name is Gulliver? That's the his best name like Gulliver ever. He travels and like he finds Gulliver you travel. food. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Except his travels are all <laughs> restaurant based. That's amazing. <laughs> he should have a show. Uh, he, he's very, he's very charismatic too. I yeah. think we <laughs> We're pitching it. <laughs> um, but he, he found it and he's got quite taste for dumplings. So. Did he grow up in the valley? He did. I feel like I, I. You know who it is? Yes. Gulliver Oldman. Yeah. 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 Sure enough. Yeah, because when I, I was a nanny, yeah, um, one of the girls I took care of had a big crush on Gulliver. Really? Yeah. So I used to like hang out and no yes, way. yes, no yes. Way. This really is such a yes. small. World. It's such. I mean, we've discovered that <laughs> we have a lot of the same people. Well, when you grow up in the valley, it's like its it own is. thing. I love the valley. Don't love. you love the valley? I do love the valley. I, I, yeah. We would pop over to Malibu to, you know, with that same whole squad to surf and grow up over there. And I remember there was like kind of anti-Valley sentiment. A hundred percent. And I was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what's up. You don't. And then they all had to move there eventually. When (laughs) When they couldn't (laughs) afford it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there was definitely like discrimination against area codes. Which is ridiculous. 818's no longer around. Did you know that? They like canceled that area. Wait, they canceled it or they it. just don't? She kept her 818. I still have my 818. Good for you. See? Yes. We're out here, man. <laughs> you guys represent. But I feel like that's why you're cool is because you grew up <laughs> in the valley. I'm serious. Because there is, a, there is a vibe to people that grew up in the valley that's just really, you're relatable down to earth. It's not this kind of uppity vibe. And especially if you grew up with all the Val surf kids and like. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I also like, I. I have this silly little anecdote I like to say about Californians in general because mm. I think that Californians who were born and raised here have a very distinct perspective on California versus mm-hmm. people who come to California looking for something. Which, by the way, like I know some people would condemn. Them. Oh, man, everyone's looking for something out in California. I don't care. California right. has always been a place people have been looking for gold, right? Yeah, it's right. Like thing. Everyone's like a gold miner out here. I think that <laughs> Californians, though, who were born here are the people who, like, sold water to gold miners. They're the <laughs> ones who are like, we're not going to find it. So we'll just sell you water as a business. I like it. And oh my that's God. the vibe I feel like. I love that perspective. North Hollywood people have or Valley people have. In I agree. That is I agree. such an amazing perspective. But it's true. Because we always say, like, when we meet other people— that grew up here, it is, we're our own kind. Mm -hmm. And they're all the people that move here for things. It's just like, oh, you don't get it. That's why Christmas is nice because the roads really open. (laughs) There's nobody here. (laughs) can zoom down to Monrovia so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Get dumplings real quick. You're going to have to give us a list of the places we need to hit up. I'll send a whole list. Although I will say I'm building that list a little bit. 
So yeah. I'll also okay. love your, your guys' list too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can exchange. Because I haven't been here again for like, you know, moved two years ago and traveled back and forth a lot. But a lot of the food places I'm kind of rediscovering. Right. Right. And where's your wife from? She's from Hungary. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So she cooks a lot um, and loves that. And I subsequently love it as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, her living in California, she also doesn't know any food places really out in California. So Right. So we're discovering them together, which is weird. It's well, so fun. Yeah. What I want to know is you guys got married, was it last year? You got yeah, married? we got married in July of last year. Oh, so recently. Very right. recently. Oh, what? Congratulations. Thank you very much. I need to know what food was at the wedding. Good question. Oh, <laughs> good question. So, so this is, um, <laughs> yeah, this was really great because first off, I, we had a conversation where we're like, well, we know we need to have a wedding in Hungary for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they very conveniently own a wedding venue. In Hungary. Well, that works. So we're like, <laughs> well, let's do that. Um, and we did. Um, and so her family also is the chef team there as well. Oh, wow. So they cook uh, kind of a lot of traditional Hungarian food, which is delicious. Um, and I will say just as tangential, I think they're like food laws in Hungary are just better because you could eat the heaviest food ever and lose weight. Like, it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's a lot of it's just farm to table. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my favorite dish that they make is actually what they would almost consider more of an appetizer, which is the stuff called fashiert, mm-hmm. which is like a, it's like a meatball, except it's dried, right? So it's like, like a beef Jerky dry? Not that dry. Okay. Falafel, I'm trying to get dry. a real feel. It has, it has the consistency of falafel. Ah, okay. Right? So Into you pick it. it up and throw it in. <laughs> the problem is, is that if you have foshiered, which you do in great amount. Okay. Right. It because it's so delicious. When you have foshiered, everybody knows. Because it's like the burpiest. The burp. I was just about to say you burp it. Yeah. Ever. So... What eventually happens is like 1 a.m. rolls around at the wedding party and like the place just smells like foshier, <laughs> which is awesome when you've had quite a few palinka oh shots. Oh my God. Um, but we had a lot of foshier. Um, we had a lot of, they do a lot of fry there. They fry a lot of their stuff. Um, they fry a lot of pork. So okay. we had a lot of pork. They make great stews, ratatouilles, uh, Everything always opens with a soup, which is like a chicken noodle soup, kind of. Okay. But it's (laughs) like a thin noodle that is specific to Hungary that I'm forgetting the name of. Sorry, babe. (laughs) Um, And so we ate a lot of that. And uh, yeah, again, in great quantity. And of course, wedding cake. That sounds like a very good time. Did you do one here too? No. We just did not do one here. So you just did one there and you okay. flew out all your people or they flew out, whatever. I don't have a super large family in okay. general. So like, I think the total count was like 15 Americans. Wow. And like 130 Hungarians. <laughs> That's amazing. So they had yeah. a blast. <laughs> that um, is awesome. And it's just you, is it just you and your brother or do you have other siblings? It's just me and my brother. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. 
just in case I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> we're aware of the brother. Although yeah. <laughs> my dad just got remarried. And so now I have a younger stepbrother and a younger stepsister. No way. Really cool. How old? 16 and <gasps> 15. No way. Which is really That's cool. Fun. Which is like such cool ages in general because you can talk to them like you talk to adults, but they still have the whimsy of kids. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, it's it's very nice. That's so. sweet. The whimsy of kids. So do you have a good relationship with your parents? I do, yeah. yeah You're yeah. still close to? I do, yeah. Uh, my father, I'm very close to. Uh, he moved from Woodland Hills and now with his wife, Lindsay, um, my stepmom. They live uh, over like in the uh, Malibu Canyon area. Oh, oh nice. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's really nice. So you grew up in Woodland Hills? Grew up in Woodland Hills. Grew up in Woody. Yeah, in Woody. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You are a Valsurfian. Yep. If you call it Woody. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's how That's you right. know. It was a, although, you know, like, it was definitely a different vibe there growing up than it is now. Because mm. of like those malls. <laughs> those malls yeah. are intense. Massive They're malls. intense, dude. Yeah, huge. huge. I huge. do like it. I just moved two weeks ago from Woodland Hills to Studio City. No way. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, mm, she's missing it. I'm missing she's it missing a little Woody. bit. Yeah, it feels. Missing Woody. Yeah. I'm missing Woody a little bit. It yeah. just feels a little bit more quaint and kind of removed it from is. everything. Removed, I get. Quaint, I don't. But it, it is a little bit more quaint. It's more like families. It's not as. You feel it's a little LA in Studio City? It's a little bit more LA. Studio City, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, why we like that. Yeah, Woodland Hills. Although there are parts of Woodland Hills that I feel like are very LA. Really? Apparently, and I could be completely wrong on this. Yeah. But apparently, it's like the only other place outside Los Angeles that is zoned for skyscrapers. What? You know what? That? Yeah. I did not know that. That's why the Warner Center buildings huh. are big. That oh, makes sense. Yeah. So like it's the only other place anywhere else in California you can't wow. zone buildings that big. I love these facts. These kind of facts. They're like Snapple some facts. Some woody facts. Yeah. yeah no, but just random facts. facts are my jam. Like I yeah. love Jeopardy and you never know oh, when you're going to use dude. it. I've really been wanting to get into the whole mushroom coffee craze and I love IQ Bar. They sent me their sampler pack. So I was able to try their boosting bars and the mushroom coffees and their hydration mixes. And I need anything I can get my hands on that helps me kickstart my day. So start each day right with IQ Bars, brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today, our listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text IDEAS to 64000. The Ultimate Sampler Pack is a great way to try all IQ Bar products and flavors. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. Whether you're running a marathon or running errands, IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. Their plant protein bars are packed with high-quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. IQ Bars are vegan, gluten-free, and low in sugar and carbs, and every flavor is absolutely delicious. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix Sticks, and four IQ Joe Sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products and plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text IDEAS to 64000. Get your discount. 
text IDEAS to 64000. That's I-D-E-A-S to 64000. Broad Ideas is supported by Vegamore. Real change happens when you are consistent and achieving the hair of your dreams is no exception. Thanks to Vegamore. Sticking to my hair routine has never been easier and I'm finally seeing the results I've always wanted. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. I've made it a part of my daily routine for about, I'd say three weeks now, and I'm so happy with the way my hair looks and feels. For best results, use for a minimum three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. I love the Grow Hair Serum. I swear, ever since I had my daughter, I have breakage, my hair won't grow. But ever since I started using this, I see such a massive difference. Even my friends have asked me what I've been doing differently. Get 20% off your first subscription. Order by going to vegamore.com slash ideas and use code ideas at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash ideas, code ideas to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash ideas, code ideas. <laughs> I have to bring up one thing, and I you probably don't love talking about like sweet life or whatever. My daughter's nine, okay? So she's currently cycling through all of the shows. Yeah. Sweet Life was her favorite. She's like, Mom, Let's this go. is the best one. We got another one. You no, got yeah, another you one. got another one. <laughs> it must be hard. She really, like, I'm telling you, was in the car this morning. I was like, honey, guess who's going to come over to the house? She was like, what? <laughs> it was really cute. But the show was really cute because so I wound up watching all of these shows. Of course. But it was so awesome. And then you go Sweet Life on Deck. I mean, it just kept going. Back then, it was cool because, like, I think the sentiment behind making those shows was always like, all right, well— we're making a kid's show, but we have to make it enjoyable for the whole family to watch too. Yeah, it absolutely. And so is. like the through lines for those shows was nice because you had like parental perspective and you had right. you had all of the age perspective that's inside of it and you kind of related to everybody. And it was definitely a different way of making kids television, I think. Yeah, it was great. It, from there to now, um, which has been great. But that's why I'm also like, Always so reluctant because we've gotten the question, my brother and I, many times about like, are you guys going to rehash or you do something like that? Of course. And my inclination is always like, no. Right. Right. Because there's something very special about not only the way that it's shot mm-hmm. yeah. as like a snapshot from that time period, but also like, I just don't think you can capture that same energy right. the same way as mm-hmm. you could back then. Right. The, yeah. Just the industry's changed so yeah. much. Yeah. Everything's Life's really changed. changed. Life's <laughs> right. changed yeah. so much. Right, right. And it's cool to go back and watch those movies. And I, I just, I'm, maybe I'm maybe I'm just like an old man maybe all on. But yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like remakes of stuff anyway. I know. I'm I don't like, either. Yeah. I get I'm like, let too. it be the magic that it yeah, was. Like, it was like, like, let's move on bottle, and make more. Like yeah. yeah. I'm sure you get asked the same thing. I get mm-hmm. asked. Yeah, about like the OC. Mm-hmm. People are always like, and then you're like, but if you do, do you want to see us as like grandparents? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just a different thing. And and I do feel there is a lot to just leaving it. To let it, it be what it was. So what was that like? I know that, you know, Rachel growing up, you know, as a woman in the public eye, I think it's very different for a guy. I agree, yeah. Right? 
But I think that some of the things are the same. And I think that so much of what you've publicly talked about as far as like, you know, there was different things where your body would change or things Mm -hmm. you would deal with in that sense. And I think so much focus is on not focusing on that with women and girls and stuff, but like nobody talks about guys in that. Yeah, Nobody talks about what that must be like for a guy to have any of that, or it's like not permitted in a way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know what I love to think about? I love to think about, like old action movies. And I'm talking like back when leading men were in like the 40s, like 30s, 40s, 50s, like those kind of leading men where they're like the traditional like action guy was just a normal guy. You know what I mean? Like the shirt would be off and there would be no definition. (laughs) Right. It would just be like just a big guy. Just like a dude. Dad bod, whatever. Yeah. So awesome. (laughs) Charging and like thwap. Punch a bad guy in the face and it'd just be like nothing. Yeah. And I was like, that it's funny how far we've come in the other end where everyone's oh, been yeah. Marvel heroes. I never, although my thing is, is like I don't really have skin in the game. That's what I, I will say. I don't I know what I like. And right. I know what I like feeling is I like, for example, with Beautiful Disaster, yeah. I was like, you you go character to character. You're like, this character should probably be in great shape because mm, right. he's an underground boxer. Right. Um, and this gives me an opportunity to learn something that I don't tend to do, which is um, how to get in good shape like that and be a boxer That's and hard. do MMA. Right. Um, which is part of the thing that I find enjoying or, or I find enjoyment on on sets because is learning those skills yeah. and learning things like that. But then when that's over, <laughs> I'm also going to eat really good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm going to drink a glass of wine mm-hmm. with my wife and we're going to have burritos. And it's going to like, so I feel like there has to be. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, like there, if my, my other thing is, is like, I don't envy I don't envy the actors and actresses who have to stay in really, like, really tone shape all the time. Mm. Um, Because that's essentially being an actor or actress and also being a AAA athlete. That's right. Right. And it's really hard. (laughs) You're you're not, unless you're at the very top of the game, you're not really making money for both those professions. Right? right. So it's a lot of your time taken during the day. Um, and it's a constant thought process, mm-hmm. right? Eating to facilitate the gains of that way is really difficult. But I do find enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. I do find get like getting Zen there was good. And I do think to your point, I think growing up, boys were not scrutinized like girls were for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and in my opinion, neither should be scrutinized. Right. Right. Um, so it was weird seeing that from the opposite end and seeing how much of that was happening. Um, and then, you know, kind of walking through that and coming out the other end and not really having thought about it while I, while at the same time seeing so many peers who is all they were thinking about. Mm, right. And I do think, though, I am optimistic, though, that I think the industry has taken a good change. And mm-hmm. I think the public perception behind that has been good to kind of 
do away with all of that. Um, and there's still a lot to go. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's gotten better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, you've obviously grown up. Your whole life has been in front of people. Because didn't you start when you were, you were like an infant, right? Yeah, eight months old. Yeah. Eight months. I bet I you remember those six. days. Yeah. <laughs> a diaper commercial was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poop on cue. But yeah, dude, just had to shit on camera. <laughs> yeah, you know. You got awesome. started. Really good at it, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where my love for hot wings came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> those related. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's true, you know, and I think. But it, it has taken a turn for sure. I think mm-hmm. better just because, or at least it's behind closed doors more than people just being outright yeah, mean or bullying. I, I, I agree. I also like, there is a certain point at which like it is self-inflicted mm. too, right? Because like what you hear is like the industry is making this person do that. Well, yes, to a degree. Mm-hmm but you're also engaging. Mm. So like, for example, I do think that there's a way to be healthy and fit and feeling good at the same time as indulging in the things that you like and not doing it like a triple A athlete. I think there's a way of doing that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Balance. There's a good balance there to be had. Right. Yeah, but it's can also- I eat burritos three times a day every day? <laughs> yes, I can. I can right. too. <laughs> and I want to. Yeah. All the time. So. I think she could go burrito for burrito, burrito to burrito <laughs> with you. But it, oh, yeah, dude. I'm yeah, they to used to call back. me Burrito Lou. Um, but the thing is, is that, it, you know, it's like some of the things got so much attention, like you standing up for someone and not saying a fat joke. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like that yeah. was so newsworthy because people weren't, one, people weren't as sensitive back then. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that they shouldn't be saying these things yeah. and they would write jokes or do things. But like how at your age at that point, did you know to advocate for someone like that? Because I want to teach that to my children. <laughs> yeah, I think that I truthfully, I just don't think those jokes are funny in general. They're right. not. Which is just the truth. Like, yeah. like you're actually just talking humor-wise. Right. It's just not funny. Funny. It's yeah. just like that's just empirical. Right. Um, it's just not funny. So I I there was definitely that involved as well as the fact is like they're not funny because it's actually just bullying. Right. Yeah. We're just mean. And I don't think that like that's funny either. So I mean, I'm sure that there's a ton of comics which would disagree with me, but I do think that like there's better ways to make humor than I don't know just that, pointing and yeah. laughing I don't know that at comedians someone. Would, there's I some comedians like easy, that can do it and it's funny. Do anything. Crowd work. No, like anything. They can do sure, anything. anything and it's yeah. funny. It's just their timing but I mean, like or going delivery. For or, that joke, I feel like is… Being mean is just fucking being mean. And that's the thing is like with children, you know, both of us being moms, I'm like, one, sometimes I want to like hurt other children when they're mean. I'm like, (laughs) I cannot handle you being mean to my child. So I can't imagine what that must have also been like for your parents in the situation where people had access to you guys mm. yeah. in a wild, crazy way. How did they help you kind of have, because you do seem really 
level. You're very grounded. You're very grounded. You're very, very level. I honestly How? will contribute that. Um, I will contribute that to being a twin. Oh, really? oh, wow. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Well, because I think like part of the like idea of um, like the leveledness, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a word. Yeah. Um, is was because like in any experience, most of the people who experienced this stuff experienced it on their own. Mm. And they were then getting advice from people who were outside their own perspective, not their siblings. Mm -hmm. And also maybe they were their parents or they're older, right? So they really can't relate to the perspective that well. Whereas with my brother and I, we're experiencing it at the exact same age at the exact same time and always have the perspective of each other to bounce off of to ground that relationship and be like, that was weird, right? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That's strange, right? Yeah, that like, was yes. really strange. Um, so that like kind of backboard. Right, yeah. That's like, it, that was really, that was really helpful. I also think, so like my mother is not really in the picture for me, um, but my father is uh, like an auto body mechanic out of Woodland Hills. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, and he like could not give two shits (laughs) about the industry. We were driving ourselves to work as soon as we got our permits. So like, it was like, he was like, all right, just get out of here. I'll be (laughs) surfing and doing dent work. Um, (laughs) So that was also really grounding. Yeah. Of course. Um, Yeah. We still had to go home and do do uh, the dishes and the chores. Chores, yeah. Um, which, are, by the way, is like some people like, whoa, they want to make that sound extraordinary. I don't. I think that's ridiculous. It shouldn't be. I think that's right. Ridiculous. Right. Right. Like, no, we were just kids. You were being kids on set and offset. Right. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's that was really important for that too. Yeah, I was gonna say it must be, and you do seem really close with your dad. I would imagine because you know it's it is with the parental unit, like kind of how that is, is a huge part of it. Totally. But even hearing as a twin, that makes so much sense because you had that him to go through it with. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like, oh, same face, like same thing. Same face, same experience, same age. Right. All the time. Right. That is really, yeah. And I I wonder, bananas. Hmm. I wonder if, you know, these people who we regard as like also child stars, which I think is like used and weirdly as a derogatory term in a lot of ways. But um, I I wonder if they just had like a really close sibling, if they would Mm. have the same experience, Mm. Um, which Mm. is obviously something that you can't really find out unless they do. But what do you think of that though? Because like, not going to lie, my son's eight years old. Mm-hmm. He comes to me and tells me he wants to act all the time. There's, he wants to be a YouTuber. Well, he wants, yeah. I saw that you got a degree in gaming, right? Or like I video gaming, game design yeah. or something my like that. Is that what I go to college for. What? Yeah, that's nuts. My dad yeah. like teaches that at USC, I think. Does he? Does he? Video game making? He has. He has. Yeah. Is he a program? We're kind of like twins. He's. We, we really are. <laughs> Even though we don't share the same face, we share the same brain. We and do we'll share like, the same brain. We, spend, so we have been best <laughs> yeah. friends since forever. No way. That's yeah. awesome. So we have that kind of like, was that weird? Mm-hmm. Was it? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about children getting into acting? I mean, it's funny because… You know, Barbara and I are getting to the point of like talking mm-hmm. about potentially having children soon. And 
practicing. And the thought emerged. <laughs> yeah, practicing. We love to practice. Um, <laughs> the the thought has kind of emerged. Well, what if a child right. mm-hmm. asks mm-hmm. this question? And I don't know. I mean, like, see, I'm not one of the. I I have only ever seen the benefits mm-hmm. of doing what I did. Right. Awesome. Right. So, like, I'm not like I'm I'm an optimistic guy about that. Like. It provided me such a beautiful life. Yeah, yeah. It provided me the opportunity to meet my wife. Mm. It provided me the opportunity to own a home, to go to college, to educate myself, to do. So like it is certainly a vehicle for that. I think that the other thing is though is that like there was, there always has been kind of a point, this is a little contentious, but there always has been a kind of point of, pride in my brother and I, which were like, we're not nepotism babies. Mm, yeah. Which that. became like kind of right. a thing recently, right? right? Is that yeah. we're like, you're like, no, we made like it. we are our own. Woody kids <laughs> Woody like kids. had a shot and we're like, let's just be maniacs on screen. Um, <laughs> and it worked. Um, but then there was the debate that like, Barbara and I's children would be. They sure would. Right? Oh, and yeah. then it, so that would be, and at some point, it's funny because I feel neither here nor there about like the mm-hmm. nepotism debate. Like I, yeah. I actually, I don't care yeah. is really the truth. Um, but, you know, that vehicle, if a child was like, hey, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess as a parent, I would want to encourage them to follow any sort of whim that they yeah. have in right. that and explore it. Maybe they'd hate it. Right. Yeah. Or maybe they love right. it. And then I would do, and I would help, but I don't know if I would like fast track them from the start. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that would be, that would feel yucky That's to me. Different. It yeah. is different. But I, what I think is interesting is I think, and I don't know if it's because, because from my point of view, like my daughter's always performing, right? Mm-hmm. She's in the musical at school. Like she wants to do it. And I'm like, oh no. Like my reaction is like, fuck no. Yeah. Right? And I'm wondering if that's because as a woman, I don't know. Like I've seen, and I've, you know, I've been very blessed and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful. Like my road has been pretty good to me. Yeah. But I also know what it's like and the rejection and the this and the that. And I just seem, because you don't have a kid yet. So I wonder if it'll change once you have like that being. protective energy I don't know, you know, but I do wonder. Or is yeah. maybe he's never been rejected. Or you've never <laughs> dealt with that. Not he's a like, single so time. I've never felt that. What's that feel like? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Um, yeah, I I mean, I think like rejection is like part of it. It is. Right. It has to be. Sure. Yeah. That's the character building aspect. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Broad Ideas is supported by Thrive Market. I love how Thrive Market has all of the options I want to give my daughter. I'm so happy that Thrive Market makes it so easy for us to make that transition into going even a little bit healthier in our household, especially in our kitchen. I love that they carry all the brands that have what I consider the healthier version of things. It's made the switch so easy for us. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save over 20% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of my favorite brands. 
I love that they have Annie's version of things, the mac and cheese, the fruit snacks. I mean, anything. When I go Annie's, I just feel better about it. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash ideas for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash ideas. Thrivemarket.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by Sundays for Dogs. I love how easy Sundays is. You don't have to cook or prepare, no cleanup, no mess, and my little Gertie loves it too. Sundays is fresh dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It contains 90% meat, 10% superfoods, and 0% synthetic nutrients or artificial ingredients. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, and more energy after switching to Sundays. I also have noticed the skin on my puppy. (laughs) Not so pink, not so itchy. It's really helped with her allergies. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays does not require refrigeration or preparation because of their air drying process. Just pour and serve. When you start a Sundays subscription, you'll automatically get 20% off and free shipping on every reorder. Cancel or pause your subscription anytime with our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again. It was so easy to serve and to store. It's really no fuss, and it shows up at your doorstep. Get 40% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas or use code ideas at checkout. That's sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas or use code ideas at checkout. Do you have a tattoo on the palm of your hand? I do, yeah. What is it? This, Sorry to side. I just yeah. This is an old rune, which means <gasps> like yeah, the, I know runes. The gift and the sacrifice. Um, so uh, I got it on my deal shaking hand, so that no one can rip me off. If they want to get something from Love me, that. they have to give up something. Um, and I got this like eight years ago, okay. and they're like, "This will be gone in like two years." No, you're just oh no way. And I'm like. It's still really thriving. (laughs) Um, But I didn't get it with the intent for it to be gone. Obviously, I got it because I liked the idea. But um, Where does that come from? This or the runes. The runes are like the first English alphabet to put it roughly. But I mean, like my mom have you pick a rune from the bag. Oh, she rune reads? Oh, yeah. Likewise. Really? You do? Oh, you would get down with my mom. Yeah, I gotta talk to you about it. Yeah. No way. No, not many people do. For sure. Wait, so yeah, I want to know how did that come about for you? Like, how did you find this path? What is it? Yeah, no, I was like 15 and Mm -hmm. I, this is strange, but um, I was 15 and we were reading History has always been my favorite mm. subject in school because um, it was honestly the only thing I was actually good at. But uh, we were reading through this textbook that was European history. Um, and it was talking about the like Scandinavia in general. And it was talking about the old gods. Um, and uh, the textbook was, I think, Christian or something mm-hmm. um, because it made all of the gods' names lowercase. Hmm. And I remember like I was zoning out and obsessively like capitalizing all of the names going through the book and which made me remember all of them when I got back home. And so I like did my own research and then 
I was like, oh, this all kind of sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard about rune reading and I was like, I learn how to do that. So I got a, uh, some runes and I've just been doing it since I was like 15 and I really no like way. it. What's um, rune reading? Well, it's like a form of divination. So it's like, I know, I know it's like its own text, right? But mm-hmm. what does that mean reading? So, what is reading, guys? I'm like, what do you How mean? Do I read? Can you teach me <laughs> such thing? <laughs> You're like, I can read. No, menus. but I mean, what does that mean? Like, what is the point? What are you reading? No, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give the rundown that I know. Okay, uh, <laughs> which is going to be very strange. For I'm sure people like viewing this. They'll be like, what the hell? We love um, strange things. <laughs> but so, like, think of it this way: the, the first alphabet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The letters that we know, this is clearly an X, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's also <laughs> been an X for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And before the alphabet was the alphabet that we know, in order to write it, you had to carve it, which mm-hmm. I think older people saw as kind of a sacred act, mm. right? Because you're actually giving it a body. Got mm-hmm. it. You're giving it a shape. And so people's attributed a lot of different meanings to the certain shapes of each letter. Okay. So in the same way as like tarot cards, Mm -hmm. people divinate with tarot cards, right? People divinate with runes. They carve each letter of the alphabet. They put them in a bag, Mm -hmm. pick out some Mm -hmm. in the bag. And then the person reading, depending on the reader, they Mm -hmm. will then cast them for you onto a sheet um, and then they will read and divinate your future based on the letters that oh they my, pick out. My mom's oh, never done I that w- to you. Never. I wish Honestly, we knew you the, did that. You would could have done that for us it today. It would have been cool. It would have been yeah. really cool. Although Dang. I'm a little bit of a mystic when it comes to it, though. Oh, so it's like I do private or no, no, it's not like private. It's just that I'm like mystic in the form that I like, I do find, this sounds terrible, uh, I do find that castings are best when like the veil is lowered a little bit with like wine. Mm. You're like, I get wasted and I read And then you cast. And oftentimes they're like, wait, because you're closer to some ethereal. Because I don't drink. What do I do to get closer? You don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. You're like, I just just, I have to because I am reading them. I want (laughs) Um, no, you don't have to. <laughs> but that's so fascinating. So her mom is so into all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this tattoo I have is a sigil. Cool. Yeah, that her mom taught me about and I got so into making my own sigil. Sigils? Yeah. <laughs> that it was like I tattooed it on my body at 30 years old. And no way. I swear mm-hmm. to God, all the things that I was focused on, I have today because of it. See? Why don't you explain what a sigil yeah, is? Yeah, what, what's your sigil? So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like, like, I know the feel. word. All yeah, I, I know, know. <laughs> is, here's how it was explained to me. Are you familiar with these things too? I am it, familiar with sigils, but I think there's quite a lot of different sigils. Yeah, right? so, so the way she said it was like an old ancient magic tool where you take the first three letters of something that you want to call in mm. and then you make your own symbol with it. So Can I see? Yeah. It looks like a basketball. Oh, cool. So it was just, I started writing it. You take the three letters, you can write it. I did an S, a J, and an A. Mm. And then you form it in any way you want. And it becomes almost like a family crest. It's like your cool. your symbol, your thing to focus on so that you can then cultivate and bring those things into your life. No, I believe in that stuff. I think that's really cool. Like manifesting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah. so, so with this ruins, am I saying that right? Ruins, yeah. Ruins, yeah. Readings. Mm-hmm. Does your wife do it too? She does not, but she's interested in it. She's interested. And she's learned a little bit through my doing it with her. Mm-hmm. So. That's so bad. It is so cool. I yeah, it's cool it. stuff. It's uh, next time I'll bring I'll bring my bag of runes. Oh you my gosh, around. I would yeah. love that. Be yeah. fun. Please. And I'd also love to talk to your mom. About oh no, because that's probably she's probably the only other person I know in California. Are you serious? Do. Yeah. Oh my god, it's not very common. Most people, if they want to like divinate, they'll read tarot. Right. My mom does that. She does that too. too. Does tarot? Yeah. 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 But it's so because to me, growing up with it, I'm like, yeah, no, it's like you know what I mean. It's yeah, just yeah. What it's you normalized. Know. Yeah. Totally. But when you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I guess it is rare. a thing. Runes particularly are rare. Yeah. Because they're yeah. not very common. Yeah. Um, and do so. you find that when you do them, they're accurate? Like if you do readings, do you do them for yourself? I rarely do it with just myself because I don't, I find that you need another person to bounce energy off of. Mm. Um, which is partly how Barbara has learned some of it is because she helps me do rune readings for myself. Um, oh, got if it. I do. But I, uh, I think like accurate mm-hmm. is different. Okay, let's say, how do I describe the like web of weird? This is like a concept <laughs> that's like, it's pretty ancient. Um, so imagine like at the start of your life, you're born and you're at the center of a spider web, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a lot of strands going out from each direction. Now, you can travel down any of these strands, think fate, but less permanent, right? Like you can jump from strand to strand depending on the people that you associate with, mm-hmm. the people that you love who are your friends. And so those that can be good or bad, right? Yes. You, you're traveling down the strands to get to that place. Um, when you read runes, I think you're communicating with that web. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to the different outcomes of what could be. So you're not looking for like accuracy. I get it. You're looking for guidance mm-hmm. on what could help find maybe a strand that you're interested in being on. Or mm. you, so you're not like trying to be, and it's it's not as final as tarot mm-hmm. kind of is, I've noticed. It's not prediction. It's not prediction. It, it is predictive. Mm-hmm. In that you are communicating with something that's outside of you. But like, for example, me as a reader, if people are doing, if I'm doing a rune reading, I never know what the people are asking. I never ask. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you, you'd have a question in your mind. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just interpreting it mm-hmm. and you are forming your own. Internally. Mm-hmm. Internally, yeah. which I think to me is more elegant than tarot in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I could talk about this stuff for 17 so hours. You don't break, understand. Cool. It's the most interesting. That and food, we're, that's it. We're dialed. Yeah, that's Are it. we best friends? Yeah. Are uh, we soulmates? Yeah, 100%. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have a lot more questions on that. So so in that, do you have a spiritual connection? Like, what I do. do. You, what do you buy into? What, do you, what are your yeah. belief system I on mean, that? I mean, I've considered myself a... Um, like pagan mm-hmm. since I've been very young. <laughs> you have you and my mom are actually soulmates. Yeah, that's gotta, what's really happening. Gotta talk. Gotta yeah. talk to your mom. Um, so I consider myself a pagan. Mm-hmm. Although, like, I think just truthfully, with a lot of pagan movements, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like distasteful shit that goes with it too, which I obviously don't buy into. Mm-hmm. So finding like 
practice for me has mm-hmm. been a very solitary journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met so many interesting other people who also consider themselves pagan, mm-hmm. which I think is like one of a thousand terms you can use to describe mm-hmm. that journey. What that is. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if we're talking historically, a lot of that has been attributed to peoples as an other. Mm-hmm. Right. So like they say like heathen, right? This yeah. was like people of the heath. Right. Pagan was almost used as a derogatory right. term by the church. Right. right. There wasn't really um like evil witches. Yeah, yeah, like witchcraft and stuff. Mm -hmm. All of it has this kind of root in being, like, bad. Yeah. Um, While I find, like, most people I have met, barring some, have been very open-minded and Mm -hmm. very interesting in that way. If you think about it, like, if there's so many gods, then by nature, uh, the movement's very inclusive. Right. Because it has to be. Yeah. Because if there's so many different gods and goddesses, then there should by nature be room for everybody, which I find kind of lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would consider myself that, mm-hmm. and I am spiritual for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that it's like, I think unlike, let's say, religion where you would go to experience worship in an establishment like a church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just by the way that you live your life wholly and fully, you are giving service to the gods or your ancestors yeah. or things of that sort, which I do like quite a bit as well. Mm, so, I love where it. does your wife love fall it. with all this? My wife is not, I mean, she supports me and loves me. That's, <laughs> that's about it. But I'm also like that kind of stuff. I, I don't ever like push. Yeah. yeah. If, so if, like yourselves, you asked me, I'd be like, this is what I like. Right, um, yes, but, but you're I'm never not, like putting it like… Like, here, come yeah. here, let me tell you a story about yeah. pagans. It's yeah. like, it's just weird vibe in general to be like, yo, yeah. religion. Yo. <laughs> um, that's weird. So, oh my God. I tend to keep that, I tend to keep it as private as I want to, you know? Like, right. If but you talk, asks, obviously you talk about it and you're like, it's yeah. not like you're hiding it or what, you know what no, I mean? No, it's been such a part of my life for so long, I which has it. helped guide me yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So I think it's it sounds, so cool. Yeah. It sounds to me, like to me, the most comforting part of any religion, like I'm fascinated with all of them and all the spiritual practices and everything. For me, it's the ritual mm-hmm. and the communion with something other than humans. I agree. Whatever that means to anyone. So it's like, it's all kind of saying the same thing in different languages. And it's like, wherever you gain your peace or your connection is a tool. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're drawn to those tools in your life. And that sounds very simple to me. Absolutely. I also do find it genuinely therapeutic to to be able to be like, this is out of my hands. Yeah. Which I think just as a tool for human beings is really good. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying being like going too far with that idea. Because I do think going too far with that is is also bad. But to throw your hands up and be like, ah, well… Maybe this is just out of my hands yeah. is a really helpful thing for a lot of people. Because I find that people who don't have that can be a bit narcissistic and egotistical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also hard on themselves. Because they're so like… Hard. I'm like, so hard. Well, everyone… Yeah. Yeah, they just like… They feel like they… 
it's all their fault and it's all their responsibility that yeah. something didn't happen right or they weren't planning ahead. It's I'm all like, ego. Relax. Yeah. It really is. Chill out. Yeah. yeah. We went to a talk the other night, Gabby Bernstein. She's amazing. And she, she said it so simply. She was just like, hey, I'm not saying believe this or I'm totally paraphrasing. But she <laughs> basically was like, why don't you just try turning it over to something else mm-hmm. and just see, just yeah. try to turn it over and ask for a little help, whether it's from your loved ones who have passed, whether it's from spirit, the universe, angels, like whatever you feel like asking for a little help or turning it over and just see what happens. And my husband was like, God, I really need to try that every morning. (laughs) And I was like, right? Like, what if it is a little helpful to be like, you don't have to do it all on your own. There is some sort of something here to help. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a really, I think it's just a really healthy thing for human beings to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, it's cathartic too. It's so. just so refreshing to me to like hear everything you're saying, considering the amount you have, you know, been famous in the limelight, like all of that. But just to hear, it's beautiful. Like honestly, because you know, well, it's true though, because you meet so many people and it can be so different. And like, it's just very nice to experience. I appreciate it. I think it's probably the valley. It is. It is. It's all <laughs> the valley. We already know clearly, it's the valley. we're like, clearly we get it. No, but I do think, I think there is something really important in what you're saying too, is because I think a lot of times when people get into that industry or this industry in any way, shape or form, whether they know it or not, they're making that their higher power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, what they're Mm -hmm. turning it over to and thinking has the power and all of this. So someone who's actually been living in this for so long, that's like, I turn it over to something other is actually really an important message because, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Like it's hard not to think that the powers that be. No, but they're tools to navigate it all. I also think that like, it's funny because like I've, I found now, at least kind of to your guys' points um, about working in the industry that you're right. So many people like make the industry that higher power. And I think that can be unhealthy. But I, I will say that like all the people I've seen really find a really good place in the industry for themselves. That's both gratifying mm-hmm. and uh, like financially viable and a lot of things. Also have like a ton of other interests that right. make them more interesting to people in the industry. Like you kind of have to not make it a, your full thing. Because well, if hey. you do make the industry your full thing, weirdly people are like, you're one note. <laughs> right. But then you move away from it, which feels very antithetical to people who are like just trying to get into it and are like, okay, I'm going to focus all my time and attention in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of, to be like, hey, you actually have to look outside of all of it right. for that to work. Right. It sounds very messed up, but I do think that that's something that is like healthy and helpful too. Um, yeah. I think it's worked for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And so I've tried to do that. I've just tried to focus on like, well, what is a life outside of the industry first and foremost, which I can see that you're even doing here in this lovely home, right? Which is like, oh, I want to develop myself. And that too, 
But first and foremost, this part. Right. First and foremost, we just want to sell you Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) Which I will buy. Okay. (laughs) Which I have no problem with. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. (laughs) That's our main goal here. (laughs) But you know what? You bring up a great point. And it just hit me as you were saying that. I'm like, wait a minute. That's also in relationships. If we make that person our higher power or everything— you're all of a sudden you're not interesting to that person. Yeah. Right. If you don't cultivate your loves and likes and interests outside of other human beings, your job, your profession, it's kind of carries over into everything, doesn't it? I agree. I agree fully. I agree fully. I mean, that again, like, I think it also has to do with like, I think you guys can like find interesting things together too. You know, oh, I, totally. I, I was never yeah. a hiking guy, but Barbara and I started hiking and I was like, this isn't That's- so bad. <laughs> sure, my butt's sweaty, but this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, so, How did you guys meet? We met uh, at a Harper's Bazaar oh. party in New York and she cut me for the line on the red carpet, the step and repeat. <laughs> she like hopped over the like velvet thingy and I was like what the hell I was like I don't care how pretty you are you're not gonna cut me she looks at me and I was wearing a red and white striped shirt she goes what are you a hot dog vendor oh <laughs> <laughs> no she didn't and I was like I love her I love you yeah <laughs> I actually think that's it for me I love you um oh my god so we, Dude. I know it was pretty great. That's uh, that's that, the best first exchange I think I've ever heard. And we kept kind of like that same party. It is a fun story, but, and I've told it before, but it is a little lengthy. So if you guys sit with me, I'll give you the full run. Are you kidding? I love the story. Okay. So <laughs> she hopped over. Then we, she said the quip. <laughs> um, and then... We kind of like chatted mm-hmm. a little bit on the step and repeat. Mm-hmm. And then we walked into the party and kind of went our separate ways. But then found uh, each other again, funny enough, by coincidence, over at the bar. Um, and we had a drink and I started talking to her. And we were chatting and she told me like where she's from. And I told her where I'm from. And I was like, how long are you in New York? She's like, oh, I'm only here for a minute. Um, and then I was like, hey, I should probably go socialize with the other people that I know here. Uh, but wait for me by the door to say goodbye as a joke. And she was like, sure, you know. Um, so we both knew that was just horseshit. But uh, <laughs> eventually left and I was thinking about her. And so I hit her up on Instagram and I was like, hey, it was uh, so nice meeting you last night. And then she messages me back. Hey, I'm still here by the door. Where are you? <laughs> I love, love her. her. And I so was much. like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and so we chatted and we kept talking and we did the kind of like initial stuff. Um, and I was like, Hey, I know you're not in New York very long, but if you'd like to grab a coffee or a beer or something, uh, I'd love to take you out. Um, and we'd been talking for like a few hours at that point. And, uh, and then she ghosted me (gasps) for six months. This is our girl. Okay. Now she ghosted me for six months. Mind you, at this time, both of us were in very different headspaces. So we were kind of like, it was it was one of those things that was okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> so we went, but the weird thing was, is that after that, 
I had ended up meeting a ton of mutual friends that we had Mm -hmm. had. And Mm -hmm. one of them actually was like, hey, do you know Barbara? (laughs) And I was like, yes. And they were like, I really, I think you guys should hang out. And I was like, well, I tried. (laughs) And she ghosted me, so no. And uh, and he was like, ah, oh, that's so funny. It. That does uh, actually sound like her. She's pretty scatterbrained about that stuff. But <laughs> but I do think that you guys should hang out. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but I wasn't like, I'm not going to chase. I feel like that's creepy. Um, so anyway, after that, mm-hmm. I went to go film a movie and I was filming it in China. Funny enough, I was in Beijing for six months and I'd just gone out there to begin this six-month shoot in China, which was amazing tangentially. But um my manager, Bonnie, came with me and we were for the first little bit. And she was sitting in the car with me and she goes, so you're going to be here for six months. Is there anything that you really like wanted to do before you, before you left? And I mentioned like a few things and then Barbara popped in my head and I was like, <laughs> I'd like to you know Barbara. <laughs> you, know what's funny? you know what's funny is that I really wish I took this girl on a date. Because I met a ton of her friends and she seemed really funny and fun. And, and, uh, and I really wish that uh, that actually happened. And Bonnie, who's very pragmatic, looked at me. She was like, well, look, you're here for six months. So don't even think about that right now. But um, <laughs> she's like, but when you're back, don't be stubborn and just message her and hit her up and tell her you want to take her out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten minutes later. No. Barbara texted me for the first time in six months <gasps> after I had just mentioned Said it. it. Huh. And I, and she's like, hey, I'm in New York. Are you here? And I text her, if you're looking to start flirting with me right now, you picked the worst time, <laughs> dude. I'm going to be in Beijing for six months. <laughs> did you actually uh, say all that? I did if say you're that. you're looking to start flirting with me right now, <laughs> I got to tell you. So no, I got to tell you, so terrible good. timing. And she's like, actually, it's not terrible timing, funny enough. No. Because no. weirdly, I will be in Beijing shooting a campaign for something in two months. Uh-huh. And I was like, then I think we should talk for two months straight. Um, and we did. We really, we hit it off. We talked, we FaceTimed, we did all this. And a week before she was supposed to come out, uh, her campaign got moved. Um, and she was like, hey, bad news. And I was like, don't tell me. Because I'm really looking forward to you coming out. She was like, yeah, my, my campaign got moved. And I was like, well, how's this? I still really want to see you. I still think it would be lovely to see you. Um, I think that we should kind of go out on a romantic limb and still spend this week together that we plan to spend with each other. Um, And I would love to fly you out and put you up if you'd be interested in that. And she's like, I'd love to spend the week with you, but I'm flying myself out and I'm putting myself up. Mm. I I don't think I could love her more. I know. (laughs) We have been together for six years now. So that was it. Once you were together that week in Beijing. That was… That's your girl. The rest was was I mean, it was done deal with the hot dog comment. I mean, that that was… She had you with the hot dog vendor. Dude, that was so… It was so quick. I was like… And I don't get… I'm usually kind of a quippy guy. Yeah, yeah. But Mm -hmm. I was like… What are you talking about? 
<laughs> That's my oh. favorite thing ever. Nothing yeah. gets me more than like quick Nothing. wit and making fun of and talking <sighs> shit. Like just shot me. Just shot yes. me through the heart. Maybe it's a valley the, thing. Wow. Maybe it's a valley thing. Maybe Although it's a valley Hungarian, thing. So. Yep. And she, ha- she gets it. Yeah. yeah she, she gets it. Um, we should probably talk about your movie a little bit. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the first movie. Yes. Beautiful Disaster. Beautiful Disaster. That, I feel like that just came out like not long ago. It did. This was the mm-hmm. craziest back-to-back filming I've pretty much ever done. It okay. wasn't fully back-to-back, okay. but by the time that the first one was released, mm-hmm. we had already shot the second Wow. Which is like a… That's like unheard of. Yeah. Very… It was <laughs> yeah. very unheard of. I was like, oh, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we shot Beautiful Disaster in Bulgaria. And now we shot Beautiful Wedding, which is coming out on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot that in the Dominican Republic. Oh. So… Yeah, because it's… A bit of a weather change. Bit, a bit of a weather bit, change. A little bit different atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much fun. It was it was fun. I love that movie. It's a fun one. It's like a very… The second one and the first one… Well, the first one and the second one, I would say, could be different. Mm-hmm. They are different from each other in vibe. The second one's a lot more of a comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of moments where I was like… I kept being surprised. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're here, like, for sure. Yeah, like they're pushing it here. I mean, yeah. act, good even ways. like the special effect yeah. of like the steam coming yeah, out of yeah, your ears. Which I didn't even know was going to happen. When I watched oh. it, I was like, what? Oh, you're like, Did I, I that? that? You're like, I can do that? That's Whoa, amazing. <laughs> and the little cartoons, they come up with it. Like, it, it, it was, was like, I was like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, this it is was like, it's funny. Yeah. It's, Roger Cumble, our director, mm-hmm. is he's got a he's got a sense for humor and yeah. general. Cruel so intentions. He did, yeah. Okay. I mean, he yeah. did. Come on. Yeah. He's he's legit. He um and he's got a quite a sense for humor. So he's a very funny guy. Yeah. So we've talked quite a bit about that. And uh and when I read the second one, I was like, this seems like Roger's all over this. I'm like, Yeah, it was um, great. So you so, had fun. It was a fun shoot and it's also one of those experiences that's just like too good to pass up, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you're filming with a bunch of people who are already my friends in a tropical yeah. location. The best. Uh, on the beach. I was like… Let's do it. You're like, yeah, I'll do that. How do I know? And you get to do a bunch of fun shit and it's funny and also like… What is the word? Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> you know? I'm like, is that word? Funny. Yeah. It sounds like things. it's like All a little… Stuff. It's like Barbara. Yeah. It is. Is, <laughs> funny. is that your favorite type of project? Comedy or? You know, it's funny because it's definitely what I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite type of project is not like actually genre based at all. Mm. It's just the project I know I'm going to enjoy doing on set. Because I don't really live for the finished product of anything, which is funny because sometimes I'll be interviewed and they're like, what do you think of the movie? And I'm like, I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I did see this one. Um, but I live very much for the experience on set. And I knew that that experience would be very good. So I was full in and I had a great time. Kind of like this. Was yeah. like this. Yeah. Exactly. So was Barbara with you when you were filming? She was not, but she visited. She visited during the best leg of the trip. Okay. Um, and so she came out there, but we filmed it. It's crazy to me how fast things film now. Right. Because right. when I grew up, I'm used to like three month long mm-hmm. movie shoots. So yeah. How long was it? Uh, three weeks. Three what? weeks? Three weeks. Wow. Three weeks? No, I know. I have Dude. a friend That's right bananas. now. I'm like, yeah, it's five weeks long shoot. I'm like, what? Dude, yeah. it's wild. They just bang them yeah. out nowadays. They bang them out. They do it. But my, I asked if she was there because I, sometimes when you get, you know, you're shooting and you have like your people, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are all in it together. 
Do you ever find it challenging to bring her into those situations or is it seamless? Um, no, but what I do find challenging is not while she's there, because while she's there, it's lovely and it's great. But mm-hmm. um, I, what I do find challenging is like making sure that there's enough time, because long distance is hard anyway. Yeah. yeah. Making sure that there's enough time in the day for rehearsals and shooting and working out, and doing all the things that are required of a movie, and then making sure I have enough time for her, for her at, and making sure everything's yeah. good and she's happy and she's taken care of. That sometimes can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it is obviously not a fucking chore. Right, um, yeah. But it, it, you know, I want, I always want to make sure that that there's enough time for that. And she's a, the priority. She's, she's yeah. my priority. Yeah, so yeah. like it, what, where it's hard is from the perspective of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm like, hey, no, I literally need to take this call for 30 minutes. I just want to face it. And they're like, well, how do we do that? Right now? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we'll find a way. I'll figure it out. Um, so sometimes that can be tough, especially with time change. But right. while she's there, it's great. Right. Yeah, it's just something that, you know, because it's just like you create this unique kind of experience bond. and mm-hmm. bond and whatever. But yeah, it is. it is. It's not really like hard. <laughs> no, it's not really hard. I imagine it's harder with kids for sure. Yeah. That, I imagine that's harder. Just in general. In general, yeah. just life, it's, is just life is so harder. hard with yeah. kids. That's no, it is. probably tougher. The Managing your time when you have a kid, I will say, is a hundred times different. Like your partner, fine. You know, yeah. you make time, whatever. They understand kids don't understand. Like my no. daughter, when I went back to work full-time, she was three. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I bet. Because you're like gone before they wake up. You're home and they're already asleep. And it like your heart. Yeah, your heart breaks because all you really want. Yeah. And that's such an age where just all you want to do is spend time with them, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you get there, you'll see. Yeah. Roger, funny enough, I was watching it. He's got three kids mm. um, and he brings the whole family everywhere he shoots. He does? That's yeah. The they're little kids. No, no, they're like anywhere from, I think they're 18 to 14. Oh, wow. So it's like kind of down the line. Um, See, I think that's why I needed more kids so my kid would have friends and (sighs) come. But now I'm like, well, I'm fucked. Well, now you need a twin. What we really learned today is everyone needs a twin. Everyone needs a twin. Everybody needs a twin. Because, but you know what it is? It's that it's exactly what we all need in life. We just need someone that understands what we're going through. Mm-hmm. As an absolute backboard. I mean, that's like, that's like the perfect understanding person though, right? Like yeah. everyone has someone that yeah. understands your position, but like that's the case where they're literally experiencing the same yes. things. Yeah. Right. And sharing the same face and all of it. And all, all of it. Yeah. Although you're older. Yes, I am. So like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I mean, that's yeah. a big, I feel like that's a big chunk. It is a big chunk. I mean, think about that in mom time. Yeah. yeah. No. 15 extra minutes in, in the delivery room. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a long one. Yeah. That is, she that might as well have been the next day. Yeah, you, Cole was like this on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Scraping the walls. That's amazing. Wild. You are incredible. Yeah. I am just. Thank you. Likewise. It's been so nice talking to you and meeting you. This has been lovely. I'm so happy you feel that way. And. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And like, it's just so funny because we just watched you guys as kids, of course. But Little babies. Little babies. Yeah. But I love, oh, wow. I laughed. I mean, I'm telling it's you. Fun one. You guys are funny. It's the reason it stays. Yeah, you know what you're doing. We know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, last thing. Do you have a favorite thing, project that, if you could look back at your whole huge resume, is there yeah. one that sticks out the most? You know, I have 
a few. Okay, you could do say a few. Because like there's there's experience. My favorite one that I've made recently, I'll do that. Okay, great. Um, is I just executive produced my first project actually um, with some very close friends of mine. And we made this movie called The Duel, which was… Uh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. Got it. Um, you can also let us know later and we can edit anything out. Perfect. Yes. Um, I do think it's my favorite finished product I've made. Oh, that's cool. Very, you don't even pay time. attention to finished product. No, And I live <laughs> so much for the experience, which was also great. Um, so that is one. And that should be coming out in theaters this year, which is very so exciting. exciting. That is. Um, and so we'll that come was, back and talk about that. I'll be back. Yeah. Please. Wait, will you runes. do a promise? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring… But your mom's got to be there too. Oh, yeah. My mom we'll will be do here. It. The runes will be here. We're dialed. Well, yep. Yeah, we'll turn we down the lights. You can drink wine. I'd we'll love to meet Barbara. Can, I mean, yeah. come on. She, yeah, we'll bring loved, her. She also really wants to see more of Pasadena too. It's, she likes this area. A it's lot. so nice because you don't feel like you're in LA. Like there's just oh, some, I mean, if you get you know, once you move more towards family, whatever, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I think that's the but, plan. We're looking, we're looking east. We're yeah, looking no, east on the highway, that. not in general. <laughs> um, so I definitely want to see. Yeah. Passage. Well, hey, I'm your girl. You got any questions? I'm trading you my list of food. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have yes, all yes. the things. And our producer Rob is. Oh, he's a the biggest foodie ever. Biggest foodie. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you guys like, are so dialed. Yeah. Oh my god. So we'll in all areas. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade. We'll trade lists. Let's do it. Mario is again. not going to be as fun as we were. He's a pretty fun guy, but he's not as fun as we were. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, we didn't go boxing. But whatever. <laughs> we did. There's always time to go boxing. Well, there's always time. Go literally yeah. go boxing. He would say any time of the day. I would we say. Saw, you know what time is it? Boxing time. It's boxing time. We saw the. I always Mayweather. I know it's Mayweather. Yeah, Mayweather and um, yes. McGregor fight in Vegas. Right. Like we ten, did. Was that we 10 were ten years ago. I don't know. Yeah, it was, was a big. It, it was very I short. Wasn't live. Great. It was cool. Like we yeah. were there. Yeah. We wound up there like on a fluke. It was a really funny story. But yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't train with the Goosens growing up in the Valley. Oh, do you the know Goosens? the Goosens? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What is it? Ten Goose Boxing? Is that what it? My brother-in-law is a world champion. I trained at Simon Rees Taekwondo Studio. Where's that? It was right next to Val Surf, funny enough. But now no way. they shut it down during COVID. Oh. So we opened up a new studio. I think out here, actually. Really? Yeah. And it was funny because I trained with him for many years when I was very young. And then I just shot a movie. And it was an action movie. And he was the stunt coordinator. And oh, I hadn't so seen him no in way. Years. Simon, it's so crazy to like have my, my Taekwondo master... Now being the stunt coordinator. And that's I saw awesome. him for the first time as an adult. It was very fun. That's, that's very cool. easy. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Oh Everyone knows. Yes. Dylan, right, thank you we'll so let much. You go. You know what we need to do, Rob? Oh, a no. follow-up. Have a follow-up laundry conversation? Yes. That's right. Rachel. So, Rachel, what? do you want to get in no. on that? Guess what, Rachel? <laughs> People like it. Rob, can I, we share some of those pictures you sent us? What? Uh, sure, he you can hold them up to the screen oh, if you want. Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> his sock game is so on point that it made me rethink my whole sock game. Because I thought having them matched and put in the drawer was enough. It's not enough, people. Mm-mm. There's steps further that you can go. And I want to share the picture so that people know this. Do you want to know where I think 
the inspiration for that sock drawer came? Absolutely. I think it was an episode of the Brady Bunch. Do you remember, was it Marsha has her sock drawer? Yeah. And they show it and it's like that. It is? Oh my God. From like the 90s. No. The Brady Bunch. You mean the movie? The TV show. That wasn't the 90s. The Brady Bunch is from like the 70s, Rob. Seven. Okay. Well, from when I watched the Brady Bunch in the the 90s. 90s. Did you actually think it was from the 90s? No, but I watched it on Nick at Night. I wonder if I could find a picture of Marcia's box drawer. I loved Nick at Night. I didn't, I I certainly didn't watch it in the 70s or the 80s. (laughs) When you weren't born. Um, I just wanted you guys to know. Folding, laundry, whatever. You guys should look when I pack a suitcase. Now that is some folding and organizing that might blow your mind. Do you roll or do you fold? It depends on the suitcase and the amount of clothing and where I'm going. Oh, we, we'll, we'll get into that next time both of us travel because I have a strong suitcase I pack imagine too. you do. <laughs> One of my favorite challenges is fitting everything into a carry-on. It's like a challenge, you know, an obstacle. Like, can I do it? Yeah, you do do that. I do do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that. So I will tell you guys, yes, it's a challenge for me. I always try to bring a carry-on. I feel very proud. <laughs> but this past Christmas, I checked you a bag. my heart. <laughs> I checked a bag coming back, and I felt so free. So free. <laughs> I know, it's nice. I'm so happy. Although, the one disadvantage, because I normally have my rolly carry-on and then like your bag, right? Too much. Hold on. No. I just had a bag and I didn't have the rolly to put the bag on. Oh. Uh, Shoulder. Yes. I hear that. Yes. Yeah, backpacks are tough in airports. It was not a backpack. It was a tote. I normally do. I will. I'm going to give a shout out and this is not, I'm not, you know. My Patagonia black hole backpack. Oh, yeah. Is the best (laughs) travel bag I've ever had. It holds so much. It can be a backpack. It can be a bag. It's like a duff. Let me just tell you. She loves that thing. It does come on wheels, and I don't have that yet, and I really want it. But Mm. they're expensive, so it's an investment. Anyway, that's my endorsement for traveling. The black hole Patagonia backpack. Packing questions. (laughs) (laughs) Both of you. Do you pack enough socks and underwear for your whole stay there? Yes. Or do yeah. you plan on laundry in between? I don't want to have to rely on laundry. Agreed. Even if there is laundry there, I'll pack enough for it. I mean, you, unless you're... Outfits uh, too? Yeah. Unless you're going for over a week. That's what I'm talking about. Like 10 days. No. But I can reuse socks because I don't have stinky feet. So like I can wear socks for like maybe two days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before I'm like, oh, I got to wash those just because. Yeah. What do you do? Same. Yeah. But underwear, I have. Ten like, pairs of underwear, ten pairs of but underwear, like maybe but five socks. pairs of socks. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. How often do you wash your jeans though? Do you wash your jeans? I'll bring like two or three pairs of pants only. But do you wash your jeans? Because I know there's certain guys that would never wash their jeans. It's like a thing. You're not supposed to wash them. They would put them outside to let them clean in the fresh air? Well, no, there was like a raw denim phase that went around. And you're not supposed to wash raw denim too much. 
You like put them in the freezer instead because it'll kill any germs and smell. In the freezer? Uh Uh-huh. Can I ask you guys something? Who has enough room in their freezer? (laughs) Not only jeans, but this is another question. Like, let's say you're making something and they're like, you have to chill it like a whole cookie sheet or like whatever. Who has that space in a freezer to do that? Do you? You could if you clean it out. Uh, you no. have the same stuff Even in your you, freezer that's not the used. The shelves are small. But no, I I don't buy raw denim, so I wash okay. my jeans. I still will wear them a lot before washing What makes them. it raw denim? I think it's just the way it's made. Wash? The way it's made and like the dye, if you wash it, it starts to wear the color mm. out more, I think. I know it's. I know what it looks like. Like I can picture it, but I'm just wondering if like there's like certain there's a science to it. I yeah, probably. It's riveting. Could you right? imagine Rob in like just raw denim and like the boots and like that whole look? No. Like always. No. Rob always in raw denim. Just raw. Raw Robin. Raw Robin. <laughs> raw Robin. <laughs> just raw Robin. Um. I don't like when my jeans get washed because you have to like break them in every time again. You know they get a little stiff. Yeah. Don't you agree? Certain ones I need wash to wear and certain ones I don't want. I know. If it has some stretch to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you put them in the freezer? (laughs) Rachel and I both have like a weird thing about jeans. Jeans. And like a real strong diehard affinity. Levi's. For Levi's. What I really love is vintage Levi's. And I love going to the flea markets and just fucking going to town. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't answer how you feel about washing jeans, though. I don't love washing them. I do like three wears and then a wash. Depending on the jeans. Certain jeans you need to wash because they need to fit a certain way. The ones I have on right now were washed, and they're the ones that like don't need to be washed like that often, and they're a little, they're a little tight. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. No. I, gotta, I do squats. Deep knee bends. Yep. <laughs> In the in your room in the morning you're doing squats. Yeah, yeah. you should have seen Briar saw me doing it in the kitchen the other day. She's like, "Mom, you're doing it wrong." <laughs> oh, she knows how to do it. Yeah, right. She's like, "You don't go all the way down to the ground." I'm like, "I'm breaking in my jeans." <laughs> I remember growing up, my mom I'd be like, "Mom, what are you doing?" She'd be like, "Deep knee bends, like to stretch them out." Yeah, my mom used to go to the grocery store when I was growing up in high heels. Do you understand how savage that is? It's so Patricia. Never once in my entire life did I see her in a flat shoe. Never. Now? Still a little heel. If she puts on a tennis shoe, they're like, it's like, what is happening? Even in her flats, there's a bit of a wedge. She never ceases to amaze me. As a child, we'd go grocery shopping. I'm talking about pumps. Pumps. Her mom slept with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, let's just let's just be honest about that. My new ears. She's look at guys. You know how we've been talking about Vegamore. Uh, it's working. I've got new growth. So sick. Okay. Sick. Everyone's going rogue. <laughs> Did your mom wear tennis shoes and flats growing up? You know, I can picture my mom. Remember when Keds were really popular? So cute. So cute. She was so cute in her little Keds. Yeah. I have a memory of Keds. What about your mom? I have no idea. Did Jana rock heels to the supermarket? No. I don't think I've ever seen my mom wear heels. (laughs) She was a tennis shoes gal. Yeah. My mom can rock a heel. 
My mom's savage. I'm telling you. Yeah. Patricia she looks like she's ready for savage. an Emmy at all times. <laughs> Would she ever leave the house without makeup on? Never. Never. Never once have I ever seen my mom leave the house without makeup on. I do think it is generational. Because like. Yeah. Yeah. My mom will be like, I don't have my makeup on. Never once have I seen it. My grandma was that way, but not my mom. Interesting. Yeah, it's different. Wob, do you remember a year ago, we like spoofed all the romantic comedies, right? Mm -hmm. When Elsa Brie came on? Yes. Yeah. Because her her movie was coming out and we were like, oh, let's do all the famous whatever. That's fun. So we did When Harry Met Sally, Bridget Jones, Love Actually, Say Anything. So of course, like the infamous boombox scene. I tagged John Cusack in it mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, he like hearted it. And I wrote to him and I was like, dear God, I hope you watched the entire reel. Not just the first <laughs> part of it, which is us doing the scene from When Harry Met Sally yeah, yeah. and me faking an orgasm. And I said, please tell me you didn't think I just sent you me a video of me faking an <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> to which he laughed. And said, send the whole video again. (laughs) He thought that she thought he should see this. (laughs) (laughs) And he loved it. And he saw it and he was like, that's great. That's great. (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) Wait, Rachel, can we just clip, Rob, can we just clip that one part of her faking the orgasm and like let's send that to a bunch of random ass people? <laughs> That's and, hilarious, guys. And just be like, you you should see this. Yeah. Let's post it again and just tag as many celebrities yeah. as we can in it. Yeah. Let's do it. Hilarious, guys. It's really That's just like how I slide into guys' DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. He thought, she thought I should see this. Like, what was going through it? Like, he probably was like, wow. I'll I see, then I just went down a wheelhouse of like, well, like, what, you know, I was big in like that romantic comedy space, like in that time. So maybe she thought, like, I would appreciate, because no. it is Rob Reiner and Rob Reiner direct, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you think his head went that far? <laughs> That's where I go. <laughs> I, I go that far. You do. Yeah. Burnt toast. Burnt toast. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> that's our story. We're sticking to it. Do you guys um, want to do a question real quick? Sure. All right. How do I forgive my boyfriend for calling me unattractive? Oh, A few ooh, months ago, my boyfriend brought up the fact that he's not as attracted to me as he thought. <gasps> I guess this hurt my self-esteem a little bit at the time, but ultimately he seemed to have changed his mind and now says he thinks I'm gorgeous. I gave it some thought and decided I would try to move past it because he seemed very genuine and also values me for my personality a lot, which I appreciate. It still <laughs> does affect me a little bit, and I have doubts that he really has changed his mind suddenly. But I don't doubt that he loves me. I struggle a bit with low self-esteem sometimes, but ultimately, I think I'm decent looking. Today, there was a new lady who came up to me at work and made a point that she thought I was very beautiful. I get compliments occasionally, and I don't think too much of them. But... I ran into her later on in the shift and she was very adamant that she thought I was so pretty. This made me feel really good about myself, but also sad because I sincerely doubt my boyfriend sees me in this way. 
attractiveness is subjective. And I think there are certain people who are more drawn to my appearance. But even then, my boyfriend is the only person who's ever genuinely called me unattractive. And I'm wondering if I deserve better. I know he loves me and I love him a lot. I feel like I can never fully heal my self-image and self-confidence because I haven't completely gotten over what he said. He's very well-intentioned, but struggles understanding communication sometimes. And it can be difficult to feel like my own needs are being met. Should I forgive him or do I deserve better? I want to forgive him and just be happy, but I don't know how that would work. <sighs> I don't know. That was really not nice of him. Mm-hmm. But that's usually like a projection or like something insecure in him. So he felt like he had to put her down. That's my first feeling on it. What do you think? Oh, I think he was just being honest. Um, <laughs> I, I know okay. I've been through something like that. And it's like, what? well, Jeff told me I was an eight. And what? Yeah. This was like way back. And I was like, but I'm like your wife. Like, I'm an eight to you? Like, if I'm an eight, who the fuck is a 10? You know? And what do you say? So the years have come around and now he's like, you're the, you're 12 or whatever. But he was like, 10 is like unimaginable. And I'm like. He's so like practical. That's what I'm saying. So I think that. I feel like Rob would do the same thing. (laughs) Like, I. Just practically. I think that the guy was being practical with her. Like, I, like. Maybe a little bit too practical. So that still, it definitely stayed with me. And even though he's like, you're my 10 now, inside I'm like, but I'm not. You know, um, I could be someone else's 10. Do you need to be his 10? I guess is my question. Practically back to you. So here's the, here's the thing. I feel like there was certain people to them, I would be their 10 and that feels good. I did not like the way that it felt to be an eight to him. Yeah, I guess like, it's tough because that's a, that's a rough thing to say. But would you ever say that? No, I don't think I would ever say that. Um, I know better than to say that. Right. But if he... Like, it would also make him seem shallow if he's like, you're the hottest girl I've ever met and that's why I'm dating you. Like, is that going to make you feel better? Totally. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> my One of my favorite memes I've seen was, you're a 10, but you put up with my overthinking, so you're a, one, you're a 100. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that once someone says something like that, it's hard to unhear it. Yeah, like that. So the thing is, it's in your mind. Yeah. and But I also think that's a bad expectation to expect to be a 10 out of 10 for your partner. Like, it, I don't I, I mean, don't expect that from Natalie, for Natalie to think I'm a 10 if she's judging me with the world. Yeah, I think I'm a little delusional, <laughs> you know? You want, I will say, I think... You want your guy to think you're like... You want your guy to be like, you're yeah. so beautiful. You're the... You and know, he just, does, guys. Just Oh, no. Be, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. I just mean to think that like you are the best thing in his eyes. Right? Yeah, but he told me Heidi Klum was a 10. <laughs> but, yeah, Olivia, do you... You want him to like say that you and Heidi Klum are the same? To some people, we might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some guys might be like, I like him a little shorter. 
and I don't want those really long legs. You know, yeah. I don't think that ever. Happens. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's important that he's attracted. I think it's important. I'm not. I'm going to remove this from you personally because I think it's it's getting a little touchy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think the fact that like your I don't think your partner has to think you're the like hottest, most attractive person in the world. Well, no, that'd be unrealistic. That's what I'm saying. That's I don't like you don't think Jeff is the hottest man alive. Like you're not you're if you Do did, you? you'd be baffled that he's not on the cover of GQ magazine and doesn't win hottest man of the you? year every I year. I think Jeff could fucking be on the cover of GQ magazine. I do. But do like, you think, I think he's, he's the hottest man alive? Like, I think Brad Pitt's the hottest man alive. Mm-hmm. I think that if That's Jeff were second. like in that world, he'd get hot man of the year or whatever. Hot man of the year. I do. I think he's a very good. What is like, it called I think again? He's a people? Very handsome man. Sexiest man alive. I don't know. Sex- sexiest, sexiest man alive. Sexiest. I think so. Yeah, I think if he was like an actor or something like that, he could get like a cover of GQ. I think he's, I think he's a handsome man. Let me ask you guys all, something really but quick. But it's all so subjective. Even that, even that is. In high school, you know how they do like the class bests. Yeah, like best looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At my school, they wouldn't say that. But oh. you know what it was? What? Sexiest. What? In, in high Swear school? To God. What? Swear to God. Did you get it? I'm not answering that question. It was like in the senior paper is where they did the best. That is so insane. And in, I know. I just thought of that right now. I haven't thought about that since high school. But they wouldn't say best looking because they were like, that's but sexy. <laughs> like, that, that is, is so much worse. so unreal. Did you get sexiest? I'm not talking about this. On she got podcast. fucking sexy. No, I did not. Did. It's Stop. okay. I got prettiest eyes. <laughs> According to Jeff, they're hard eight. <laughs> See, that's what I mean though. I'm not saying any of it affects anything, but it does stick with you. So when someone says to you that you're not attractive, like I remember this one girl in ninth grade that told me, something that hurt my feelings and it's always stayed with of me. Um, yeah, and it yeah, still hurts. She's like, you're only pretty because your eyes, if they were brown, you'd be average. And that is still of course, like- We all yeah. have those things. Yeah, I'm not defending that he said she's unattractive. I'm just trying to break down the practicalities of expectations on attraction in partners or what we think about that. Mm-hmm here's what mattered to me in that conversation, like the practicality of it. So one time I was getting my nails done and the guy was like, I know what the problem is with women in LA. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, nobody knows their number. They try and date outside of their number. And you've got a bunch of sixes trying to date tens. And what they should do is they should date a number below them so that they're the ones winning. Okay. Yeah. I don't love the whole scale thing. Cause I, I like we said, the before, whole scale thing is garbage. But I like we said it. before, it's like, what's attractive to someone is totally different to another person. Like right. someone's eight is someone else's. You're just talking 10. about looks. No, it's just like a whole package. But then when I asked him, I was like, well, what are you? He's like, I'm like a six. Was he? No, not the <laughs> nail guy. Jeff. 
<laughs> well, that okay. That should make you feel better, though. That's what I mean. Because he was if, like, if he gave you an unicorn eight, is a ten. If he gave you an eight and he gave himself a six, yeah, that just means he's on a different scale. Exactly. But I'm what the only reason I brought that up is not because of the scale system. It's because when people say things that hurt us, they stick. And yep. it's really hard to get past. Yes. There's so many things. Let's hear them. I know. I'm like, let me list all the things. I don't know. What hurt you, Rob, that you've never let go of? I remember someone was drawing a picture of me in Spanish class in high school. And he said I had big old eyes. <laughs> I'm just going to your your big ol' eyes and drew. I thought you said bagel eyes. (laughs) Bagel eyes, yeah. Uh, But what kind of bagel? Okay, yeah, but what kind of bagel? Why did that bother you? He wasn't saying it in a nice way. Yeah. I have big eyes. I'm trying to think. Big eyes are good. I have come short. I got little legs. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) One time so someone things. said I was short and I am. One, t- and I one am. time I got voted sexiest person in my high school. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting though. Those things do stick. And and they seem to stick more than the positive, huh? Yeah, Yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Rachel, you got to give us an example before we leave. I did, short legs. I have a complex. Where did that come from? Who said it? <sighs> Multiple. But we're talking about... <laughs> Specific. This isn't multiple choice. I choose multiple. We're talking about specific instances that have stuck with us. Yeah, like a guy who was like the most annoying guy I probably ever dated. But he liked to put me down because he was very insecure. This was like late teens, though. This is not anyone yeah. people might be thinking of. So you hear that? Don't fish around and try to put this on Rachel's dating timeline. Yeah. It was before Rachel. It was before before Rachel was Rachel Bilson. Shut up. (laughs) No, but it was like late teens. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not anyone, anyone. B.O.C. Nobody knows who this person is. Yeah. B.O.C. (laughs) B.O.C. Yes. All right. Well. So we all have insecurities that. Great. I feel great now. Guys. No, but people need to know. Of course. They're not alone. Nope. All right, do we need to, go, before we leave, do we need to go around and say one nice thing about each other? Yeah. Rob it's has your big really, old eyes. Rob is such an amazing gift giver. We're talking about, this is all just physical today. Oh. You have very pretty eyes, Rob. You, what color are they? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks. You do. You do. You have pretty eyes. You know, Rob, you have a very cute laugh. Oh, that's not physical. Oh, God. Rob. You talk like a baby when you do this. Bob, you have a very cute face. Yeah. No, you know what Rob has? Amazing calves. (laughs) Those are some strong calves. Those are some Peloton calves. Those are some Peloton calves. Those could crack a nut. All right, Rob, your turn. Your turn. (laughs) What not? I think Olivia should go now. I went first. Or you guys, wait, no, you gotta do, I know, you gotta go. All right. Um, Olivia, you have very pretty eyes. Thank you. He did the same thing back that you did to him. I know. Well, but that's... I can't wait to hear this one. What? What is it, Rob? You've, you've got a cute little button nose. 
Oh, you he do have a cute nice. little button nose. You have a flawless face. Oh, shit, girl. You have a flawless no. face. Mm-mm. Okay, you have an abs- abnormally disgustingly beautiful wow. face. <laughs> it's true. It's gross. You know who had a gross face because it was so cute? Who? Dylan. Oh, my God. I love Dylan's face. We love your face, Dylan, and we love you. And his hair. And his personality, his personality and his though. groundedness. All of it. Love. He's a gem. Love. That's serious. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.